Hey there, loyal listeners. Today's episode is the exciting conclusion to our two-part Stanley Cup playoff mock. We recorded this episode originally on March 6th, 2022, based on the standings at the time, so some potential matchups have no doubt shifted since then. If you haven't already listened to part one, you're going to want to do that first because we covered the entire Eastern Conference Road to the Cup, and it didn't go quite as planned. Before I throw to today's episode, however, Mitz and Twigs first wants to send our deepest condolences to a loyal supporter of the pod, Paul, who lost his young son late last week. Paul, we can't begin to imagine what you and your family are going through right now, but please know that the entire Mitz and Twigs gang has you and your family in our thoughts and prayers. And with that, part two of the Stanley Cup Playoff Mock. All right, gang, so we've made our way through the Eastern Conference and somehow ended up with the Pittsburgh Penguins representing the East in the Stanley Cup Finals, if you're still with us and you haven't lost all uh, hope in us having credibility and insight. We're going to do the West, and when we get our finalists there, we're going we're gonna to match them up against Pittsburgh and see who wins it all this year. So first matchup, we've got Colorado Avalanche against the Dallas Stars. Ty, I'm going to start this one with you. Where are we going with this? This one is uh, about as easy as it gets. Like, really, it is. I don't really have to, you know, blow up Colorado any more than they do, like, just by watching them. I watched them last night play the Flames, and they were unbelievable. They just pop talent all the way across. When your second-line center is Nazem Kadri and you're leading your team in points or whatever, that's pretty good, right? Um, Kale McCarr is underrated for what he brings. He could play center in this league. He could play winger in this league. He is so good. Um, there was this one play he just took out Rasmus Anderson. It was, it was awesome. Like it was a smart play. Um, and I can't believe he went fourth overall. I'm going Colorado on four. No disrespect to my short King UC Saros. Um, who's my idol, but uh, yeah, I I'm going Colorado on four. Counter argument. Is uh. Is UC Saros getting traded or what? I, oh. I missed that. <laughs> Jake Ottinger. Sorry. I had a, I had a paper. Same but different. Hey, they're yeah. Rick Dallas. They're, See, that's how like I'm not even prepared. I don't even think Dallas makes it, but like Dallas. Their names sound the same. They look the same. Oh. same. Wah, 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 wah. It's almost as bad as Matt's the other day. What was that one? I can't remember. It was bad though. Samson off and Shesterkin is an easy. No, 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 not that That's one. That's an easy, you know, Russian okay. goaltender with an S. Come on. Hey, come on. All right, let's do this. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep us on track here. I'm just gonna steamroll right through this. Uh <laughs> back on track. Colorado Dallas. Uh again. <laughs> Colorado too good uh too good their their points totals are head and shoulders above anyone else in the west uh and a lot of that was uh, without McKinnon um I, I mean there's nothing you can really say their their entire forward core is elite um man they're just they're so good their young their defensive core is young and so so strong their goaltending is decent um you know, if their 1A doesn't do it, their 1B is very capable. Dallas, to me, is just so up and down. 
Like, I, I, I don't know how to read this team. I don't know what the direction is. Uh, yeah, this is going to be the first sweep that I call. I'm, I'm going with Ty. I'm going Colorado in four. Um, they're they're going to, you know, sorry, UC Saros, but you're about to get lit up. Just kidding. Uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> sorry, don't, don't want to beat that cat here. Um, oh. It's... Uh, yeah, I mean, even you look at, I know we're, we're hypothetically saying playoffs start today, but you have to imagine they're going to move out John Klingberg. He wants out. Uh, there's really nothing appealing about Dallas in this matchup. Colorado sweeps in four. Yeah, well, that moves Colorado, Colorado through. I think I'm going to be uh, a little contrarian. I think it's Colorado in six. Uh, I think Dallas gets scrappy in there. I think they they have some some talent. They think I, I I can't believe they're in the playoffs right now, even though preseason I picked them. I, I think their goaltending is, is is not strong enough to, to really carry them through. Quite frankly, I think I don't really see Dallas making the playoffs, uh, but we're talking about what we've got right now. Um, I'm not sure any other team's going to do any better against the wagon that is the Colorado Avalanche. So clean sweep for us, three votes for Colorado, making it through to the next round. Brings us to an interesting matchup. My St. Louis Blues against kind of Tyler's Minnesota Wild. Like Ty, you've been you've been kind of on Minnesota all year long. Um, so for that reason, I'm going to kick it over to Dave. And uh, Dave, why don't you let us know? We got St. Louis right now would be having the home advantage, hosting Minnesota. Okay, so I like Minnesota. I'm on I'm on the wild wagon as well. St. Louis Blues are a middling team. You know, <laughs> just kidding. Just had to throw that in there. Um, this to me is going to be like the Pittsburgh uh, matchup out of the East, I think. This is going to be the one to watch. I think this is going to be a great series uh, with no clear winner off the hop. Um, I'm not going to say that we're going to end up with St. Louis in the cup final like we did with Pittsburgh, but... Um, I like a lot about both of these teams. St. Louis's depth at forward is is pretty incredible. Um, those young guns that they've got coming up, the Robert Thomases, Jordan Kairos, the you name it, they're they're looking really strong. And they've allowed that that's allowed players like Ryan O'Reilly um, to step back in more of a defensive role, which he's probably better suited for. Um, you know, he he is still obviously the top line center, but he's not used in that uh, offensive capacity as much anymore. Uh, but going down the roster, you look, you got Braden Chen on third line, like Tyler Bozak's a vet on the fourth line with, uh, you know, a couple of, a couple of big wingers there. There's a lot to like about the St. Louis team. However, Minnesota and their, their playing style, man, they, they are fun to watch. Like they, I feel like they have a chance to really pick apart the St. Louis team. Uh, Kaprizov is Kaprizov is, is just a riot to watch. He's, he's incredibly fun, but I guess what I'm trying to say here is it's going to go to seven. Uh, it's not going to be a blow by any means. I think it's going to be St. Louis and seven uh, based off of uh, forward depth and size. I think the wheels might fall off for Minnesota Uh yeah, I think the wheels are going to fall off here soon for Minnesota. I'm going to take um, St. Louis in seven. 
right, locked in, can't change it. Appreciate it, Dave. You'll have your money by the end of the day. Ty, Minnesota, St. Louis. Are so you have, gonna are you gonna waste all of our time and tell us Minnesota's good or what? Minnesota is really good. Like really, <laughs> really good. You know what Minnesota doesn't have though? They don't have a number one center. They just don't. Um, and those win playoff series just as much as defense does and goaltending. Um, Ryan Hartman has been extraordinary this year, you know, career year in goals, playing way above water, like he is amazing. Um St. Louis is probably, if you look other than Colorado, and this hurts, is probably the best made team. Like they have, look at the wingers. They got Buchnevich, Tarasenko, Saad. Shen can play all three positions. Cairo has finally come out and exploded. They have two solid goaltenders that can win, Huso and Bennington. Their defense is huge. They don't make a lot of mistakes. How can you not like St. Louis? Um, I am with Dave saying this goes seven games and I'm taking the blues every day of the week. They are uh, a force to be made with. And yeah, I, St. Louis. Right on, right on. I'm glad to know that uh, you guys have been paying attention because uh, the blues are good. Um, I do think though that Minnesota's got a great squad, um, all jokes aside. And I think that uh, if Minnesota were to have the home advantage, that that might sway things enough i do think the blues are like you guys have said they are really stacked uh at forward um i don't think you guys missed it on purpose but uh you didn't even mention david perron who is just a stud uh yeah and i think that especially with uh, some of the young guys they're making up for the lack of speed they've had in years past but they're still a pretty big physical team that that's great for playoff hockey, just leaning on, grinding the other team down, breaking their will, making them tired, which I think is a big part of what's going to help them get past Minnesota. Uh, probably a six or seven game series, like you guys said. Um, but I think that when it shakes out, the Blues should be able to get by Minnesota in the first round. I, w- I will say this. I, like, this is a shame that this is in like, the first round, this matchup. Like this, this is probably, if you look at them, this is the most fun matchup other than the, like Dave said, the Pittsburgh, New York matchup. Like this one, well, Tampa Leafs are pretty fun too, but this one is going to be gritty. It's going to be fast. It's going to be hard. It's going to be hockey. And this is the one that you want like later in the playoffs, right? Where like things really matter. And it still matters in the first round, but it's kind of a shame that it's in the first round and the playoff structure, we can get in another day, but still, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be fun. Right now. Let's, uh, let's go to the next matchup. We've got Calgary against Nashville. So we've got Ty's Calgary Flames up against Ty's short king, UC Saros. Uh, despite his earlier prediction of a trade to Dallas, it is he's on Nashville right now. So we're going to go off of that uh, idea. So Dave, talk to me, baby. Calgary, Nashville, who's got the better country music scene? Because that's really what we all want to know. That is, that is the real question that we're trying to uncover here. Uh, you know, Nashville has got all those country stars, uh, you know. All of them. <laughs> but got the Calgary Stampede, which, uh, you know, who do I take there? Anyway, back to hockey. Uh, I, I hate that you stole my joke because I was going to say Jake Ottinger playing in uh, Nashville. But... <laughs> oh, I hate this. <laughs> I just love that we're on video so I can watch you squirm. Uh, (laughs) 
okay, so I'm going to draw this back to one of the conversations we had earlier in the history of this pod. It might, might have been season one where we were still the, you guys were still the PHFHL FH podcast or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. more P's in there, That's I think. Right. But I, think that. um, I like Nashville a lot. They've definitely done a lot of work to grow their identity this year. They lead the league in fights. They, they're up there in hits. They've got that grit and that sandpaper that they really, really need to move on uh, through uh, in playoff hockey. But Calgary is just playing so well. The Daryl Sutter system is – there's a lot of uh, people who panned it going into the season saying he's he's a dinosaur. He's, you know, not going to reach the players. Ugh, man, the proof is in the pudding. They're, they're playing lights out. As much as it pains me to say, um, they, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take – Calgary here just based on uh based on <laughs> the, the system uh the, the Daryl Sutter it, it's it's gonna be a gritty match it's gonna be chippy I think it's gonna have potential to start some variety of a new rivalry uh you know I, I'd love to see Kachuk and Janot go at it that would be a riot um I think Calgary takes this one I think it's just the case of them being the better team and Nashville uh, not really having the depth to do it. Yeah. Ty. Uh, yeah, this one, this one was pretty easy. I think if you were to look at the matchups Calgary would want, it would be Nashville. I think uh, Dallas in the past has played Calgary really, really hard. Um, they seem to know all their holes. Um, it's always a good game. Nashville, like Dave said, the, <laughs> the identity is, uh, the identity is finally there, but is it because last week the rumors were Philip Forsberg was on the market, right? So what are they doing? I think they've come back down to reality. They started the year crazy hot. They're a really good team. Um, they, they have a great def- defensive core. Um, they're finally healthy. UC Saros has played amazing, even though I think he's going to Dallas here really quickly. Not really everybody that's listening. Okay. I messed up. Um, and Calgary's, Calgary seems to finally be that team that's built for that. They added to Foley. It's been huge. He's got five goals, seven points in like eight games. He's played amazing. Uh, the big thing is I, I, I think the top players in Calgary are better than the top players on Nashville. I think Markstrom is just as good as UC Saros. I think uh, Chris Tanev is one of the best defensive defensemen. Uh, Johnny Gaudreau, Matthew Kachuk, and Elias Lindholm are no slouches themselves. Um yeah, I'm taking I'm taking Calgary in five. Yeah, no surprise there, I guess. Um, yeah, yeah, you you believe the red, but uh, I gotta say I think this is gonna be I think this is gonna be the best series out of the first round to watch. For for just like your average hockey fan, I think this series is gonna be so entertaining. I think that they're just gonna be so physical. I think it's gonna be back and forth. I think that there's gonna be, you know it's not going to be a grinded out series, but it's going to be hard hitting. There's going to be big breakouts. There's going to be amazing goaltending on both sides. I think I can see both goaltenders full on stealing games in this series. Um, and I think it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. I think it's going to be must watch TV. I do think Calgary though is, is, is just too much for Nashville. Um, I think maybe preseason, I was really down on Nashville. Uh, I didn't have them even making the playoffs. 
you know, they're in a wild card position right now. They've had pretty good stretch stretches during the year. So, so they're in, but I, I don't think that they're there yet. And like Ty mentioned, like they're a team that is kind of, they're in a weird spot, you know, uh, one of their, one of their top paid players, Ryan Johansson is, is good, but you know, is, is he, is he that great? Like, is he, is he a team leader like that? And Matthew Shane finally having a great year, which is awesome to see, you know, good for him, but is, is that going to translate? Can he keep playing like that? Uh, Roman Yossi is an absolute stud. There's nothing to say against or, 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 you know, a negative there, but yeah, I think at the end, Calgary takes us, I think probably five or six games. So let's, uh, let's say five Calgary and five. That looks I don't like think I put enough. Calgary in six, uh, but I'm with you. I, you know what? I, I realized that I kind of like half started a thought about something we mentioned in series one, and then I just didn't even like address it. Um, we discussed Nashville, and <laughs> I got mixed up in all the lead field podcast name. So, just to put a little bow on this, uh, we talked a lot about Nashville being kind of a middling team. What are they doing? Are they buying this? Are they selling? We talked about this in one of our um, your earlier uh episodes i still see it it, looking up and down their lineup matt you made a great point about you know ryan johansson is he is he a true number one center duchene's finally having a great season awesome forsberg's still there they've got them all playing on the top line they don't have them spread out through the lineup whatsoever um so that's going to create issues but so i just wanted to tie that up before i look like uh like i'm having early onset (laughs) no no don't worry that's uh i appreciate you finishing that thought um i don't think you saved yourself there but uh it's okay that's all right that's what we're here for we love you we support you dave no matter what uh next matchup we've got the la kings hosting who saw this coming hosting the vegas knights in a two three matchup tie did I did I go to bed in reality and wake up in crazy town? Because this is this is insane, right? I'm about to take it even farther. I think the LA Kings upset the Vegas Golden Knights. What is Vegas? And and I think this was bound to happen with like you can only go so far by spending all your draft picks every season and getting the best prize player that might be older you know, and getting rid of Marc-Andre Fleury, who was kind of like your safety blanket, just in case Robin Leonard, who has had injury problems, does go down. Well, he's gone down multiple times this year. Uh, Martinez has been hurt. Jack Eichel is coming off a neck surgery. And you know what? Jack Eichel's getting, like, he's, he's been fine. Like, does he look slower and rougher? And yeah, well, he's been off hockey for how long? Um, Mark Stone, supposedly, supposedly has a really bad back. For, you know, carrying all those Ottawa Senator teams for years. Um, <laughs> the team's not healthy. The team has zero cap space. The, Z- the team has zero draft picks. So how do they improve? I don't think they can improve this trade deadline. And I think LA, who does have cap space, um, can improve. Philip Deneau is probably the best free agent signing in the offseason. The guy has been a stud. He, look at the hole he left montreal right like he's huge center he's freed up so much room for kopitar to just you know go out and play um i love la the only thing i don't like about la is who's the goalie right like who's gonna be the guy going into the playoffs right now it goes quick 
uh, Pedersen quick, Pedersen, you know, it goes back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And both have been like playing really well, but who's going to be that guy that's going to take that ball and roll with it. I'm sure they're going to go with quick to start, but is he the guy? Um, I'm going to go LA, LA in seven. LA in seven, Dave. Um, you know, it's funny. I was looking at this and I'm like, oh, great. Like finally my first upset, but no, like LA is above Vegas in the standings. Um, I am with Ty here. I'm taking LA, man. I low-key love this squad. I think what they're doing is fantastic. I think they're going to be the team to watch in the next two, three seasons. Um, Dano, that, that Dano signing is exactly what they needed uh, to free up Kopitar to, to, to be the offensive gem that he is. And then let's not forget about Quentin Byfield coming up in thir- in, in, uh, through the system, uh, being their third line center. I think they've got a lot of size up front. I think they've got a lot of speed up front. They've got a lot of speedy wingers. Um, but to Ty's point, what what the hell is Vegas? I, I mean, I they were great. They, you know, fireworks out the gate. They did such incredible things. But you don't talk about William Carlson anymore. Like you, you don't talk about the Riley Smiths, the the Jonathan, Mar- Jonathan Marshall so as much anymore. Um, you don't even really talk about the defensemen anymore. They signed Petrangelo. They've got Theodore. That's that's all on the up and up. That's all great. But who else do they have back there? I mean, they've got some size in Nicholas Haig. They've got Zach Whitecloud, who is going to be the next Chris Russell blocking shots. But I, I think they've gone too aggressively in the strategy of overpaying in terms of cap, in terms of uh, draft picks, in terms of prospects. I think they're going to start to, to feel the pinch here. And I almost feel bad for Jack Eichel because he goes from, you know, a floundering Buffalo team to a, a Vegas team that realistically, like they're going to have to peel this thing apart. And Eichel's going to be the one piece they keep. I think uh, LA takes this. Uh, I think LA is going to take this in six games um, and move on. I just, I'm looking at Vegas's roster right now, and, and their bottom six is. Uh, but you got her gone with Keegan Colsar. I mean, you've got Mike Audio who they on their third line who they claimed off waivers this year. Stevenson's great, but Colsar's down there. I don't like anything about the bottom six. I, I just don't. I think uh, that's where LA is going to uh, get them. I think LA is fun to watch. They're high octane. This is LA's series. I do want to touch one thing too that we're saying, and, and Dave made good points where you put all your eggs into a couple baskets. Mark Stone, that contract when he signed it was great right out of the gate, right? He was 27, I think it was, and it was 9.5 for six or seven years. That guy's played a lot of hockey and he doesn't play hockey like he, he's not afraid to go into the corners. You're starting to see that where Petrangelo is an older guy. You know, he's doing well. Martinez has played a ton of hockey. They have like a lot of big names that are like slowly starting to break down. And I think that's the problem. Now, keep in mind, if they're all healthy, this can go completely the other way. If Robin Leonard's 100% finally this year, it can go the other way easily. He can steal games on his own. The biggest question with this one, which was the most difficult, was like Dave said, what the hell is Vegas? Because we, there's no real clear answer. They went out and traded for Dadnov, 
who had a cap hit of $5 million. Now, looking back at it, you're like, why would you do that? You have no cap space, right? Yeah. So, and and they're just expecting to like get all this money back at the start of the playoffs and it just like work. That's not usually how it works, right? It usually takes time and they, you know, you get chemistry and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, I think Vegas on paper is probably as well built as St. Louis and Colorado. Um, but yeah, I don't know their injury stuff. It's scary down there right now. And I, I know Bill Foley, he's going to be, uh, he's going to be sweating, right? This team's supposed to be in the playoffs and go far every year. The, 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 before you jump in there, Matt, I, I mean, their injury situation in Vegas is ridiculous. Uh, and the only way I can see them making a push for this is if they all somehow become healthy. But if that happens, they don't have the cap. They got to move somebody, like the, unless they do pull the Kucherov loophole or whatever. Um, Stone, Martinez, Patches, even Nolan Patrick, but he's always on the IR. Like, yes, if they're healthy, they can do it. But also, if they're healthy, they have to break their team apart. So it's it seems like a lose lose in Vegas. Yeah. Well, I mean, with the you guys, we've we've got the Kings going through the next round. I'm not as down on the Knights as maybe you guys are, but we're going off of today, and today they don't look good. So let's take that Kings love. We're in the second round now. Got the LA Kings against the Calgary Flames. Ty, you're just talking about how much you love the Kings, buddy. This this is like going to be a fun matchup, though. Like, this is going to be an awesome matchup in the sense that, like, we've watched them play this year already, and and and, and they've been really good games. Dave also – he stated how well L.A. has been put together. Like, the Victor Arvidsson trade in the offseason was was really good. Uh, they're drafting insanely well. But, like, let's uh, let's give this one to Calgary, right? I, th- I, I do think they're, they're bigger – unlike unlike Vegas, where we don't know what Leonard is, we sure as hell know what Markstrom is right? He's a top end goalie. He's got eight shutouts. The team plays so well in front of him, which leads to the shutouts. And I still think Johnny Gaudreau, Lindholm and Kachuk, they're bound to make it. I don't think they go past the second round. This is as far as they go in my books, but I think LA is manageable. And I think Nashville is manageable for Calgary to finally like grow this team. And as much as I love LA, I love Calgary even more right there there everything's going for them this year hopefully they didn't peak too soon but you know you have to win games in the regular season to get to this position um i'm going i'm going calgary and uh i think this one would go far too i'm going calgary in seven dave hmm. that's tough to follow that up i think you're right though I, I think this is where the inexperience of the uh the kings will show um I mean, let's face it, they were a team rebuilding as soon as last year. You know what I mean? But they're finally starting to see the fruits of their labor. You've got, you know, again, I mentioned Byfield already, but you've got the Sean Derzies, who is the the main prospect of that Jack Campbell trade that, you know, they did two two years ago, three years ago with Toronto. So Derzies showing up finally. You've got um, a lot of young talent. You got Arthur Kaliev on the wing, like what a sniper. But that's it's all the inexperience. And that's what that's, that screams to me. I think Calgary's going to put this one away in five. Uh, I don't think LA is going to put up too, too much of a contest against them. I would, I wish it went to seven because I love this rivalry and I really hope it reignites the Kachuk Doughty uh, yeah. 
you know, the chaos that ensued because of that. I would love to see that in a playoff format. I don't think it's going to go that far. I'm taking Calgary in five. Think about the Daryl Sutter LA connection too. Like how fun that matchup would be in the playoffs. Like it would be wild. You have Chuck hating Dowdy, Daryl Sutter coach, both teams, one cups with LA. Like it would be, it would be fun to watch. Yeah. I got flames of five as well in that scenario. Um, I'm really, I'm not down on the Kings, but I think they're overplaying themselves right now. Like, I don't think they're, they're actually this good. Um, so I think Calgary, Calgary five, uh, what should be the Stanley cup final is our next matchup. Colorado avalanche hosting the St. Louis blues. Dave, why don't you kick us off? Be gentle. <laughs> if I must, uh, this one's curious. If we've got Colorado sweeping Dallas in four, you kind of wonder what that break is going to do. Um, is that going to improve the team? Is that going to make them a bit slower? Shake, have, you know, need a game or two to shake the rust off. Especially if we've got St. Louis going to seven with many, that's going to be a long wait for the, the next series. I think this one goes to six. Again, Colorado being the wagon that they are, it's hard for me to say that they won't take this one. Um, I think the blues are going to put up a great fight i think it's going to be um they're going to give it their their absolute best i don't think they have it though i think they might be a bit too what's the word i'm looking for not not old i'm not looking for old here i there's just no magic there for me i i think colorado is going to take this one in six uh i'm gonna i'm gonna say blues are gonna take a couple there's no doubt about that um, but at the end of the day, if McKinnon can stay healthy through these playoffs, he's going to, he's going to tear St. Louis apart. Um, Colorado in six. Ty, tell him why he's wrong. Man, I. <laughs> this and this one is hard because I think if there was one team that was built to play Colorado really well, it's St. Louis. Um. I actually think St. Louis has better goaltending than Colorado, even though I love Darcy Kemper. Nathan McKinnon's a dick this year. Like he's a total dick. Like there's that photo, like jumping the the Mayo guy in, in Arizona and slashing the ref, fingering the fans. Like he is possessed this year. And watching him last night, there was a time in the game where he just like, screw it. I'm taking over. Right. And does whatever he wants. He's that fast. He's that good. I don't know if St. Louis could handle that. I think in, in the playoff star players are definitely like, you know, the X factor. Uh, that's where they're, they become stars. And I think Colorado has been failing to get to the next level. Uh, if we want to blame Grubauer, we want to play coaching. We want to do all that. This team is built to win right now. Um, and I'm going Colorado in five actually, but I think it's going to be, a lot like the Winnipeg Jets and Edmonton series that was last year, where it was like one goal games each game, and it could have went seven. It just kept going the right way for the Jets. Like it went to overtime, I think three of the four games. Um, I'm going, yeah, Colorado in five. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stand on my island. That's two votes for Colorado, so they make it through. Uh, but uh, yeah, I think when you look at the teams, when you match them up, I think obviously 
Colorado is is a wagon. They're they're so so good. But I say but because I think our goaltending is better. I don't think they their goaltending is reliable. I Kemper can turn it around because he's had stretches in his career where he's lights out. Uh, but I just don't know if he's got that form in him this year. So we'll see. Uh, I think defensively, I mean, obviously, from a, when you when you think of a offensive defenseman standpoint, Kale McCarr is amazing. Um, you should win the Norris easily. Yeah. But uh, you know, I think outside of, I, I just I feel like if if Colorado wins this series, it's because St. Louis couldn't do anything to even slow down Kale and McKinnon. I think that that's going to be it. Like that's going to be the job. But I do think that McKinnon is potentially going to get in his own way. I mean, he's been, he's, he's been doing it all year so far this year. And I honestly think that he's been somehow getting skating by with some of the stuff that he's, that he's been pulling. I, I think he's wound too tight right now. And I think that he's, he's going to end up costing himself some games. I don't know how, um, but I mean, he's learning for the best in Nazem Kadri, who's never met a playoff suspension he didn't like. So there's this hypothetical situation. Uh, all I'm saying is imagine if for any number of games in this series, they, I, the Colorado doesn't have both Nick McKinnon and Nazem Kadri. I think mm-hmm. that's a very real possibility. Uh, I think if nothing else, that's probably going to be a goal of the other team they're playing most nights. Um, and I, I, I would take St. Louis to, take, to, to beat them, but I'm not certainly not confident in it because uh, they mopped the floor with us not that long ago. So, Interesting take. I like that idea of, like, I, I obviously have buried the Nazan Kadri suspension so deep inside of my memory that I, I really just suppressed those feelings and forgot about it. Um, but that's a great point. If McKinnon goes down, if Kadri gets a suspension for, you know, doing a McSorley or anything like that, um, it, there's a very, very valid chance, a very real possibility that St. Louis takes it. But yeah. great show. Yeah. Too, we keep, we're like, oh, yeah, Kadri goes down, McKinnon goes down. They have Kale McCarr, Gabe Landeskog, Miko Rantanen, Nazem Kadri. Well, Kadri's going down, right? Like this team, Burkhoff. Juicy Saros. moving on on. all right right. so i I convinced i convinced you guys right we're with st louis now right no okay still colorado okay well that brings us to our western conference final uh we've got colorado probably no surprise there facing off against calgary so i think some people would look at this you're looking at the standings right now we just basically took the top two teams and pushed them through to the end Uh, i think that in their bracket, Calgary got a really easy road to yeah. the final. Um, but I also do think that Calgary's got a pretty solid team, especially if they've had what kind of predicting is maybe not the toughest ride. Um, they, they're very, they've got great forward depth. They've got great forward grit and scoring. Um, you know, you love to talk about uh, Johnny Hockey and his five-on-five numbers. That's going to be really important. I think Shawnee Hockey finds his way, finds himself back in there and performing. Uh, I think the goaltending is going to be fantastic. But I I still have Colorado over Calgary, probably in six. 
Dave, you want to break his heart too? Uh, I desperately do. I desperately do. Um, I'm actually going to give him the opportunity to be the tiebreaker here. I'm going to take Calgary on this one. I think uh, this is the upset we've all been waiting for. This is the top wow. seed down. This is the um, perennial disappointment of Colorado Avalanche hockey. I think Calgary, if they get on a roll, and it, they very possibly can because of what Matt said and their easy ride, well, not easy ride, but Comparatively. simpler to the final than Colorado might have. I think Calgary gets on a heater, really starts firing on all cylinders. I think they're going to be very, very difficult to compete with. Um, I'm going to take Calgary in this series in seven. It's going to be a, it's going to be a hell of a series. I think Calgary comes out on top. I think it's going to be overtime games, left, right, and center. I think it's going to be primetime television. I think it's going to be incredible stuff with, uh, with Calgary on top in seven. I don't, I don't know if it's because I have nightmares from 1819 where Colorado just absolutely swept the floor of Calgary in the playoffs after them winning the best team in the Western Conference. Um, Colorado's good. And Calgary's really good too. They've won 14 of the, like they have points in 14 of the last 15 games, which is impressive. But Colorado's good. And Colorado, watching Colorado last night and, and everything had to get, and like I get Calgary won with the backup goalie and all that kind of stuff. But every time Colorado scored, Calgary had to answer like that and it, or else the game would have been over. Um, they just, they're that fast. They're that good. They're that deep. I think Calgary has a real issue with their uh, center depth. I think Michael Backlund playing a second line center has not been great. Like he's been okay. He's got eight goals, which is not awesome. Uh, Sean Monaghan has fallen off the cliff. And I think as a collective unit, they played really well. Their wingers are really good. Tyler Tafoliad has been awesome. But like I said, Colorado's good. And I think Colorado takes us in six games. Um, Easily. I, I think the games will be entertaining and they'll be fun. They'll be back and forth. Johnny hockey will like, let's not kid ourselves. He still has some answers. He needs to answer for himself in the playoffs and facing LA and Nashville probably won't get us those answers. Right. Until you face a real juggernaut like Colorado. Um, and as much as I have the power to push Calgary to the Stanley cup finals and play Pittsburgh, I just, I can't, I, I think, like I said, Nathan McKinnon's a dick this year and he's possessed. And I think he's going to do, you know, the Zadorov comments in the summer where he compared him to MJ and said he didn't like, like make you guys ate a certain direct, like ate a certain way. Uh, yeah. I just think, think it's Colorado's year and I'm going to go Colorado in, uh, in six. Okay. Well, that's very big of you. Appreciate you not taking that opportunity. Oh, that hurt. Yeah. I tried to get mad. I know you did. I appreciate it. Uh, so that brings us to our surprising Stanley Cup final that I think is actually pretty interesting and exciting. And that we talk, I talked earlier about like storylines. Here we've got Pittsburgh Penguins against the Colorado Avalanche. Tim You've Hortons got, will be pumped. Tim Hortons nonstop. You've got the <laughs> fading stars, the... The, the, trying to hang on. You've got the young up-and-comers that are trying desperately to prove themselves and now have to do it. Not only we've got uh, Nazem Kadri, who's long had issues with Sid uh, 
and their their battles and rivalries on the ice and, in, and through commentary. But you've got Nathan McKinnon, who Sid has basically had under his wing, just raising him up since he was a wee little lad on the East Coast, showing him the ropes. Now, Sid may have shown Nathan everything he knows, but did he show him everything that Sid knows? You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. I, I'm excited about that that idea. And uh, I mean, we've we've done this this far. We've gone this far. I don't think there's any reason to stop now. I'll take Pittsburgh over the Avs in the finals. I'm going to say seven game series. Crosby gets one over on his young Padawan, shows us how it's done one last time, and then Malkin fades off into the sunset, retires on his fat check and his, his cup win. And Crosby probably plays for another 35 years. It's going to be insane. But yeah, I'm taking Pittsburgh. Take Pittsburgh at seven over the Colorado Avalanche. I'm going to let that wow. simmer for a bit. You guys just absorb. Yeah. Dave, okay. what do you got for us? This is tough. This is tough. So I'm going to start. Build uh, As any GM builds his team, starts with a goalie out. Hey, Jari's got this one in a goaltending duel. I'm going to say the Colorado defense has this one uh, over Pittsburgh. And I'm also going to say Colorado's forward depth, which is absolutely insane, has this over Pittsburgh. I mean, Magic Mike Sullivan, he's hes a miracle worker. Uh, what he did in the, the uh, early season this year cannot be discounted at all. He's proven that, you know, it's the next man up philosophy. I hate – oh, man, this is tough. Okay, so we yeah, we got Pittsburgh and net. We've got Colorado and defense and forward. The X factor, Sidney Crosby. You can never bet against Sid the kid. Um, why stop now? Pittsburgh and seven. Hi. Hi. Are, you, are, you, are you gonna talk us off a cliff here? Yeah, yeah. So there's always comes a time in sticks in superstars' careers where you have to you know, to be the best, you got to beat the best. And it's like one of the worst analogies ever, but it's true. Um, and what a better story. Like, is there a better storyline than Nathan McKinnon, like McKinnon beating Sidney Crosby at a place that he's made his career. Like he's won cups, he's won gold medals. Nathan McKinnon's angry. He can't, he hasn't won. I, I think this team is, I disagree with you, Dave, too. I think Colorado has better goaltending. I think Colorado has better defense, no disrespect to Crystal Tang. And I think the forward depth is just so much greater for uh, on Colorado. I think Colorado does this in seven, yeah. But I think, I think this is uh, McKinnon's, like, coming out party. Like, he's going to show the world why he's a top three player in the, in the NHL with uh, McDavid, Matthews, and himself. McCarr is going to cement his legacy already in such a – short career how dominant he is uh Caudry's gonna finally win that cup that he could never win with Toronto because it's Toronto um but yeah I I definitely think Colorado's gonna do this and I think they're gonna do it in seven and I think it's gonna be close games but because because like Dave said and you said the x factor is Sidney Crosby this guy loves to win 
he doesn't lose often. But I, I definitely think there, there has to be a time where you pass the torch. And who better to pass that torch is uh, Nathan McKinnon. Well, that's, uh, that's well said. And, uh, you know, I can only hope that anybody listening to this podcast hears what you have to say and, uh, and understands that, uh, you know, we're not completely insane. And, uh, you know, we're not all just going to jump on this crazy bandwagon of this ridiculous mock draft that's brought to you by the Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, I think, I, I, I think that uh, by all logic, it, the answer should be Colorado. But, you know, we've already basically put it together from the very beginning that intentional or not, we put Pittsburgh on this magical cup run. And, uh, and so I, I think for me, I, I'm, I'm just not ready to get off the bandwagon. I'm, I'm ready to ride it to the very end. Um, watch Pittsburgh is going to get, you know, swept in the first round or something like that. We're going to look like complete idiots, but you know, we're, this is all based off of what we think, what we see today, what we think was going to happen. And uh, I'm staying with Pittsburgh. Dave, after Ty's impassioned speech, are you are you still ready to say Pittsburgh beats Colorado in a in a potential Stanley Cup final? Yeah, I, I am. I am. I and it goes against everything I believe in or everything I think. Colorado's <laughs> the better. Like it's on paper, they are through and through, built to win right now. Um, I mean, if you guys agreed with me and sent Calgary to the final, I might have given them the cup. I'm still sticking with Pittsburgh against all rhyme and reason. I don't know why. I don't know why they shouldn't mm-hmm. even be here, but I'm still sticking with Pittsburgh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you I mean, you want to be on the right side of history. So I really look forward to, you know, the, the crazy good press coverage that we get, um, you know, when we're being interviewed on ESPN, TSN and, you know, everybody is Sky Sports in the UK. Like, you know, how did you guys figure this out? No one had this. And it's like, well, you know, sometimes when you know, you know. And uh, so just hopefully, Ty, we can bring you along with us. You know, they're going to want to know why you saw things differently. But uh, yeah, we've got the Pittsburgh Bengals winning the Stanley Cup this year. Did anyone? (laughs) Waking up in the morning. Did anyone think this is where we would end up? No, no, no. not even close. I didn't even have them going out of the first round. I gotta be honest. <laughs> I think I had a St. Louis Toronto final in my mind, uh, but you guys didn't allow that to happen. So, oof. Okay. Wow, that was quite a quite an episode. Uh, quite quite a good time. Thank you very much, Dave, for being a part of this. Thank you for joining us on this wonderful, hilarious journey. Uh, I can't wait. I can't wait to see how this unfolds. They'll probably miss the playoffs or something silly now. Um, yeah, thank you so much for being here. Really appreciate it. I know you. You know you really only show up on our podcast. You you haven't been really doing a lot of the podcast circuit per se. Anything you want to plug? You know any? You know I know you're working on a menu. Is there anything you want to promote right now? Anything you want to drop? Oh my God! Wasn't expecting this. Hey, I'm just going to say uh, 2022 on the golf course scene is the year of the chicken sandwich. Come now out in Kananaskis. You will never regret it. That's it. That's the plug. That's a, that's a sexy plug. Now I love that is that's that's an amazing plug. I love it. 22 year of the chicken sandwich. You hear it here first. So when everybody's jumping on the bandwagon in June, July, trying to talk about they were there at the beginning. 
Ah, nah, fam. You're a couple months late. So when I'm on CNN in the off season saying, how did, how did I predict this trend? Hey, I'll plug the pod. <laughs> We're going boys. We're going global. We've made it, Ma. We've made it. Oh, man. Mitts and twigs and chicken sandwiches. Surely there's some kind of crossover promotion there we can work on in the future. Let's get big, let's get big chicken in on this. Oh, man. Thanks for joining us, Dave. Thank you, as always, for being just an excellent guest and really helping us get this done. Uh, we wouldn't have gotten anywhere on just our own. We would have never made it out of the first round, I suspect. Ty, man, what a, another great time. Thanks so much, Bao. Anything uh, that you want to mention to our loyal listeners? Just like and subscribe, leave a comment. We'll, we'll always answer back. Um, thank you for watching. Thank you for joining us. Dave, thanks for coming. You know, it was really short notice and he's always up for it and it was awesome. So uh, I just want to say again, like every week, our outros are a different breed. Um, we don't really know when to end it. We don't want to say goodbye. So uh, we appreciate y'all. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Said it perfectly. Uh, gang, if you are only listening uh, to us as an audio podcast, which of course you can find on all major podcast networks. We do thank you so much. Take a chance, take a moment, go and check us out on YouTube. Uh, don't be shy about liking and subscribing our stuff on there. Uh, if you're only hearing what we're saying, you're missing out on half the fun. Uh, Ty's expressions alone are well worth the price of admission, which, spoiler alert, it's free. So check us out on YouTube at the very least so that you can make some really mean comments in the comment section. Again, we can't wait to hear from you. We really appreciate everybody. Keep looking for us. we got exciting stuff coming in the future. Who knows what that is? Other than, of course, we do know the Pittsburgh Penguins are winning the 2022 Stanley Cup Finals. On that note, for myself, for the Hammer, for Ty, we really appreciate you guys. Be safe, take care, and see you next week. Thank you.